Tavis Smiley. I'm delighted to have you tuned into our program today. Uh, we had a great first hour, and this hour promises to be just as good, if not better, although it's hard to improve in that first hour. It's a great hour. But that was politics. Now we can have some fun. Uh, in this hour, a conversation about black magic. No, 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 not that black magic. I mean black magicians, real black magicians, that is. I recently visited the uh, the famed Magic Castle here in L.A., and, I, and if you've never been, you got to go. Uh, it ain't easy to get in. That 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 that, that list of uh, of confirmations is long, so it's not easy to get in. But uh, if you're not if you've not been to the Magic Castle, I highly recommend that you go. I had a great time at the Magic Castle. Uh, again, a famed location here in the world in the in L.A. People from around the world come to L.A. to go to the Magic Castle. Um, so I went there recently, and I was astonished to see a handful of black magicians walking around. Um, and so I did a little research, and here's what I discovered. Founded in 1902 and once led by the great Henry Houdini, the Society of uh, American Magicians only elected its first black president in 2014. His name is Kendrick Ice McDonald. In 2016, Kendrick then co-founded the International Association of Black Magical Artists. There are only two Negroes on the board at the famed Magic Castle. One of them is Kendrick Ice McDonald. The other is a guy you may have heard of named Larry Wilmore. So there are now two black folk on the board at the Magic Castle. So that's a bit about Kendrick Ice McDonald, who joins me in studio live right now. Kendrick, good to see you, my friend. How are you, sir? I am fine. Thank you for having me today. It's my delight to have you in studio, man. Good to see you. Benjamin Barnes joins us on the phone. He is the entertainment director of the Chicago Magic Lounge, where we're heard on WVON, the voice of the Negro in the Windy City. Love you, VON. And uh, Benjamin is also a creator of the long-running show, history-making show, Magic Chicago. Benjamin, good to have you on the phone with us. How are you today, my friend? Life is beautiful, and thank you for having me. My great delight to have you both on. Let me jump right in and make the most of this hour. This should be some fun here. So, first of all, I am curious, uh, and I got a lot to talk about. Uh, uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put ice on. Well, I'm gonna put you on ice, but I'm, I'm gonna put some heat on you <laughs> Let's do it. and see if you melt. Because I want to talk about being black and being Christian and being a magician and all the drama that people have about that. Oh, yeah. We're gonna talk about that. So it's gonna be fun. But let me just start. You've been at this how many? How long now, Ice? Uh, I've been professional about 43 years. 43 years. How yeah. how does a brother become a magician, and how does a brother sustain that for 43 years? Well, um, let's, let me just start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. So when I was about 10, uh-huh. um, you know, we were pretty poor, so we, we, we got what we got. Mm-hmm. I received a secondhand magic kit. And, um, and, you, and you grew up where? You're growing up where now? I grew up in San Diego. In San Diego. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. And so um, my father was a pastor down there, and you know how the church donates, to mm-hmm. get donations. So I received a secondhand magic kit with the pieces missing. And so I went through that magic kit and was able to figure out how these effects worked mm-hmm. with half the effects not being there. Mm. And so... You want want them smart, Negro. (laughs) (laughs) My imagination was off the chart. Okay. And so that started the ball rolling. But what made me uh, feel that I can do this magic thing, sometimes you have to see the thing before you can be the thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was um, watching television one time. We had one of those TVs where, you know, the sound come out of one of them and the picture comes out the other. Mm -hmm. So I I took the pliers and turned on the the channel, and I saw... (laughs) Stop, 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 stop. (laughs) 
love, I, I love, <laughs> he just rolled right past it. I took the pliers and I changed the channel. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm you with know, you. We I'm, all did that. I, you right? know, we did. With you the know, foil we did. On the tin, uh, That's on the, right. So, and I turned it and I saw this black couple, uh, Goldfinger and Dove. Mm-hmm. Goldfinger and Dove was the first uh, thing that I saw regarding a, um, um, a black entertainer. Uh-huh. We had, you know, Bill Bixby. We had Blackstone and everything. But to see a black couple performing together on television, mm-hmm. then I knew I can do this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I went on, you know, went through the whole high school thing, you know, dabbling on, right. with it. But turned professional when I was 20. And it's been going ever since. And and what I don't, I don't know how to phrase this question, but when you go to the Magic Castle or any magic show, there are different magicians of course who do different things right so what what is what is isis thing okay my thing, okay, thing. originally when i started off right. i jumped into uh birds okay. doves okay. uh macaws producing these birds and macaws mm-hmm. but then i got in a situation where everyone is not doesn't want that type of entertainment and mm-hmm. so there's stage illusion stage performance there's parlor mm-hmm. and then there's like close-up right and so i start dabbling into all of those right I'm I'm considered in the business as a master magician. Mm-hmm. So with it, being a master, you have to be able to do everything that goes along with all those uh, genres. All genres, right. yes. So at the Magic Castle, they have all the rooms. Right. I've performed in all the rooms. Right. Uh, I've performed in arenas with the illusions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I. But I started off doing. Uh, the birds, producing the birds mm-hmm. and, and, and that type of stage magic. Yep. The thing about the Magic Castle that, that always blows me away, uh, and this is just one venue. Again, if you've not been to L.A. to, uh, to visit the Magic Castle, you got to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but what blows me away is that the many of these rooms, these parlors, as you put it, are very small. Right. I mean, I can reach out and slap the guy. Right, right. Or, or the, 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 the artist. Uh, I would never do that, of course. <laughs> but that's how close you are. And yet they are so fast and so right. good with that. They're masters, many right. of them like you. That sleight of hand is so quick. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching this thinking right. I'm going to catch somebody, right? Absolutely. Because you're sitting right up on them. I'm, I'm as close to the magician as I am to you right now in this right. studio. Uh, I, we got in touch you right now. Right. And, and yet they're just amazingly good at what they do. I want to talk about how you get that good. That somebody could be in your face right. and you still pull this stuff off. Just getting started. going to be a great conversation talking about black magic, but black magicians, for real, for real, they do exist. One of them is in our studio right now. He's been doing it for 40 plus years. His name is Kendrick Ice McDonald. We'll bring Benjamin Barnes in this conversation a little bit later. But uh, I'm delighted to have these two brothers here as we talk about black magic on Tavis Smiley. Interrogating and unpacking. That's what we do around here. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Smiley. Let's get back to more of this rich dialogue with Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and uh, Kendrick Ice McDonald and Benjamin Barnes. Uh, we are talking this hour about black magic, specifically black magicians. Yes, they do exist. I was just saying to, to Ice in the commercial uh, break that it is, um, it's always inspiring for me. It's uplifting for me to meet black folk who do things that are uniquely different. I mean, the truth is that all around the globe, we do a little bit of everything. They've tried to keep us out. Uh, uh, in any in, in any number of fields of human endeavor. But over time, we, we work our way in there, man. Par- right. Pardon the pun. We work our magic. <laughs> we work our magic, and, and we get in there. Uh, and so I'm just, uh, just tickled um, to be talking about uh, black magicians uh, in this hour on Tavish Molly, and I'm uh, glad to have you tuned in to our program today. Um, let me go right back to the story you were telling earlier about how you got started. A couple of things I want to query you about that, uh, okay. uh, about, about that story. So... 
I said I wanted to ask you uh, what your take is on this black Christian black magic thing. Okay. Uh, so let me just tell on myself. I grew up in a very, very traditional, very strict Pentecostal household. Oh, yeah. So you know where I'm going already. <laughs> yeah, I know where you're right. going. Now, your father was a pastor, you mentioned yes. earlier. Before I, before I finish telling my story, your father was a pastor. What kind of church? Baptist. Okay, Baptist. Okay. Well, y'all, y'all got, a little more, you got a little more leeway than I had. Oh, you think so? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So. We're, talk, we're talking about that. Yeah. Hold, hold that thought. Hold yeah, that thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in a Pentecostal household. Uh, Ice is in a Baptist household. And um, these are the rules in my parents' house. We could not play any game that had dice. <laughs> my parents would make us write numbers on paper. Right. And roll, ball it up and put it in a, in a cup. And we would pull numbers. Right. But we could not okay. play any game that had dice in it. Same thing with you. Same thing. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just checking mm-hmm. to see how the Pentecostals and Baptists are rocking here. Yeah, they're rocking it. Are we rocking this? Okay. Uh, I've told this story before. Uh, once on national television, uh, at one of my State of the Black Union symposia, everybody's watching the thing I did every year in February with all these black influences on stage. At the end of the uh, event, live on C-SPAN, live on C-SPAN, live on C-SPAN around the world, people are watching me. <laughs> By the millions. And we had a raffle to give away some pretty amazing gifts that day. Mm-hmm. My mom was standing next to me because she had just done the prayer to close the benediction, to close this thing live on C-SPAN. And I forgot who my mama was for, for a second and asked her to reach into the the pot to pull out a winner. Right. And she stood there and looked at me. Oh, on national television. Yeah. <laughs> she said, you, you, you know I don't do that. Okay. And so mama embarrassed her, her firstborn child right. on national television over her principles. She was not going to pull nothing out. She don't do raffles. Right. That's gambling. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that. Right. So that's the kind of household that I grew up in. Right. So when you then said to me that uh, you got a magic kit given to you. Right. And your father was a pastor. I was waiting for you to say that your pastor father confiscated uh, well, <laughs> the magic kit, but I'll let you take the story from there, sir. But see, you have to understand okay. uh, when you're when you're not well off, right? When you get anything other than socks, shoes, and underwear, mm-hmm. because usually instead of getting toys, you get what you need. Mm-hmm. And so, so when this toy came up, I was like, okay, and he gave it to me, and I'm playing with it. So, I honestly believe. He thought this was going to be a fad, mm-hmm. and I was going to get over it soon. But the bug hit me. I, I was very inquisitive. I can take sticks and 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 uh, cans and make all kinds of stuff. So my imagination was off the chain. Mm-hmm. So I, I continued with that. I went through the – I was a student and athlete. I, I did all the high school and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, and what made me turn professional was I was going for a scholarship. And um, I got attacked by a Doberman, two Doberman Pinchers. Mm. So that took out that whole going to the four-year running for college. And so I— Okay, stop, I, stop. You got, you got, I'm a talk show host, right? Right. So I'm, I'm curious when you say stuff like that. Okay. Tell me the story about the, about the dogs okay. and, and how That's, bad the injuries were. I'm curious okay, about so, this yeah. so it's a lot. I, I was modeling. I was doing magic. This is stuff I was trying to figure myself out. Right. But I was also a track star. Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, I noticed that there wasn't too many people asking me to go to college. So I said, I'll go to J.C. College. So we went to the state championship, was at the preliminaries, 
and the state college, my plan all along was to get the state to see me perform. Mm -hmm. So the college coach saw me, and that was a Friday. Mm -hmm. The next Monday, my coaches were going to talk about getting me a scholarship. Mm -hmm. On the way from that particular track meet, two Doberman Pinchers attacked me and pulled a plug out my leg. And so... At that point, my modeling career was saved, the magic was saved, but my track career and my plans of going on to the four-year college was gone. And so from that point, I said, okay, I got I to gotta figure out how am I going to make this living and how, what I'm going to do. So I went into the um, – I turned professional yeah. and started working there. Man. So it was, it was kind of crazy, and but it turned out good at the end. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you can imagine – you know, you're a track star, and all of a sudden, this is your your you're yeah. going to college, going to be a lawyer, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I had to make a decision. No, I, I am fascinated. <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad I I'm glad I followed up on that. I'm glad I pressed you on that because you were going to run right past that. And mm-hmm. that that story is both instructive and informative. Right. I didn't know it would be, but that's why I wanted to press on that. It's instructive and informative in this regard. Um, sometimes life puts us in situations and circumstances. <laughs> right where decisions are made for us. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, uh, I wrote a, a, one of my, in one of my books, I have a chapter that, that, that that's, that's titled Rejection is Redirection. Absolutely. That rejection is redirection. Sometimes um, you're trying this and you get rejected. Well, that's just God's way, the universe's way of redirecting you to where you need right. to be. Right. Now, I would not want to be attacked by two, by one Doberman, much less two Dobermans. Right. I have a plug bit out of my leg and have my track career in before it ever began. Right there. But I look now at you, Ice, and I see a 43-year career. You're a master magician. You've done well financially. People right. know you around the world. Um, you've done something that most black people could have never done or could never do. Right. But that moment just kind of sent you into the professional realm. And yeah. because you were trying to figure yourself out, who knows what might have happened had right. that not happened. Right. Does that make sense? But here's the trip part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, we can get back to the magic. But sure, sure, sure. When that happened, and I, this is the first time I'm saying this in an interview, mm-hmm. every time I would go to a, gra- a college graduation or somebody's getting their doctorate or something, it takes my mind back to the, the opportunity that I thought I lost. Mm-hmm. But the key is just this past June – I received an honorary doctorate for my humanitarian work. Mm-hmm. And so the work that I can use with that doctor for my philanthropy work mm-hmm. is needed now. Yeah. So God puts you in a position where it may not happen at this point. Oh, now you're preaching. Now you're preaching. And and so <laughs> now I, that's where I can use that doctrine at yeah. this present time because I'm speaking and I'm yeah. telling people things. Yeah. So the being called Doctor Ice McDonald mm-hmm. is more valuable now yeah. than it would have been then. Then. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, they they say you need you need a, you need a license to preach, man. <laughs> I know you got no license for that. Well, I always tell people my my father was a minister, my brother was a minister, my nephew. But see, I just have a different congregation. Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, you're judged by your work and how your actions are. So yeah. my congregations are thousands of people watching Magic, but they're watching how I live. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Ben, sit tight. I'm, I'm pulling you in here in just a second. I, I, I want to get to you in just a second. I want I, I I want your take on a few things. So I I, I forgot about you, brother. Um, but one other thing I want to ask you right quick, though, Ice. Um, and and that is back to this Baptist Pentecostal mm-hmm. church thing. Right. So 
have you had issues or have you had people ever get in your face or talk to you? Have you been in conversations, no matter how civil or not civil they may have been, about magic and witchcraft and Christianity? Yeah, you know, um, the the traditional church, um, they equate magic with black magic, the mm-hmm. voodoo type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so many times I would say I'm a Christian magician. Mm-hmm. They don't hear Christian at all. They hear magician. That sounds oxymoronic for some people. Right. And it's Christian like, magician. Yeah. There's nothing um, um, uh, synonymous yeah. between the, being Christian and sure. being a magician. Mm-hmm. But my take on that is we always saying that God is big and he can do anything. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. So why wouldn't God have a, a light in a career that most people think is dark mm-hmm. to lighten that area mm-hmm. up? You see what I'm saying? No, so that's how I handle it. Yeah. Um, and even now, Christians now, when they see the art yeah. performed in their food and it's jovial and everything, yeah. they're starting to change. Yeah. Uh, I performed at the um, Great uh, the Great Western Forum. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, it was a church group, 15,000 people standing on their feet because they saw the difference in the entertainment part of wow. the magic wow. versus what people say the magic is. Yeah, wow. That must be a, that must be quite an ordeal performing you know, in front of fifteen thousand church folk. That was a crazy. magic show, yeah. And, and they jumped to their feet. I did illusions. I did my macaws, my birds, and I. Yeah. There's one part in the, uh, someone filmed it, and I just stood there, and I just like, put my head back and went. Just taking it in, taking yeah, it in. Yeah, because I'm looking in. at fifteen thousand people on their feet, yeah. and I'm these are Christians who normally would not accept. Yeah. The talent. Yeah, some some folk will find this sacrilegious. I hope not. But as I have, as I've lived uh, these years, and I, as I'm living, and I've had so many experiences, and I've seen the ways in which God works and moves, I am convinced that God does have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a child, I, I wouldn't have ever thought about right, that. Right, right. But I'm convinced, and I ain't got time to, unpa- I ain't got time to unpack <laughs> that right now. But I'm convinced that God Himself has a sense of humor. You know. I'll leave that where it is for right now. <laughs> All right, Benjamin Barnes, you've been patient, man. How are you, Ben? I am so good. I'm honored to talk to you and to be on the show with Ice. Hey, Ben. So I'm, I'm hey, hey. No, I'm good. To, it's good to have you on. Let me let me just jump in uh, and give you your props. Uh, as I said, Ben Barnes is the entertainment director of the Chicago Magic Lounge and creator of the history-making, long-running show, Magic Chicago. Let's start with that because people in Chicago, of course, know about Magic Chicago, and those around the world who've been to Chicago and, and, and ex- experienced this know what I'm talking about here. But tell me uh, the history, the backstory right quick, bit of Magic Chicago, and then i got some other stuff I want to talk about. Well, Magic Chicago started out as a solution to a problem that magicians in Chicago had. We didn't have venues where we could go and experiment and try things out and grow as performers on stage. Um, So Magic Chicago was born out of the necessity to give people that outlet. Mm. And uh, we did that for 12 years. Uh, Like you said, longest running magic show in Chicago history. Uh, But not only did we employ magicians from Chicago, but magicians from all over the world came to perform at Magic Chicago. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, I started out in that and um, just kept going. Yep. Um, what would you say um, to folk who would ask uh, why any black person particularly would want to be a magician? What's, what's, what's been your experience about the backstories of all these magicians that you've booked and worked with over the years, Benjamin? What pulls them into this, this profession, this field? Uh, 
you know, I think for most of them, it's a calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, they were exposed to magic, and it just rang a bell in them, and they just had to do it. And um, to speak to what your your first question, like why would a black person want to be involved with magic? The answer is, you know, we want to be involved in everything. Sure. You know, you sure. give a black person an opportunity. You know, you have black ballet dancers, you have black magicians, you have black everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we really do it all. And when given an opportunity to step into that, we do it in a way that's never been done before. Yeah. No, we put our we put our funk and stank on everything we do. Uh, that's just how yes. that's just how we do it. Uh, which which leads me yep. to ask this question. I'll ask you first, Ben. Then I, I want to get Isis' take on this as well. So I've been black long enough to know. <clears throat> and I, 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 I have performed uh, in, in front of enough black audiences to know that talking to black folk and talking to white folk ain't the same thing, <laughs> as you both know. Right. Let the church say amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Black amen. audiences and white audiences ain't the same. <laughs> uh, ask anybody who, who's ever been on stage at the Apollo. It, it, it ain't the same yeah. thing. Uh, when, when ICE was in front of that black church of 15,000 people, it ain't the same thing. As a bunch of white yeah. folk at the Magic Castle, right. it's a very different sort of thing. So, 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 my question is this: When black folk go to a magic show, when they decide to take their hard-earned money to go to a magic show, no different than going to a concert or anything else that we do, when they come to a magic show and they black Benjamin, what are they expecting to see? What do they want? What they want is to be to have their skepticism. Um, contended with. Mm. You know, that's the, one of the big differences. You know, black people, we want to shuffle. Oh, Let yeah. me see those cards. Uh-huh. You, know, <laughs> you know, we want to start everything. You're not just going to take it because you say so. You know, we got to see for ourselves. So if you can handle that, yeah. there's no audience better than black people. Black people, you know this. You know, we're, we're very expressive people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you can deal with the, the, the skepticism, you know, because black people, you got to show us. You gotta let us touch it. But if you can handle that, all <laughs> oh, man, black audiences are the best. Yeah, you know, yeah. We've all seen Def Comedy Jam. People yeah. going to like convulsions. You know, that's that's how we are. Yeah. So it's great. No, I I, I say that that all black people are are essentially from 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 Missouri, the the, the show me state, right? You got you got <laughs> you you got to show me. I want to see them cards. I want to see you shuffle them. But I I love the way that Benjamin answered that question. That's why I love doing this every day. I always leave smarter. But not, then I come into the studio and there are always phrases and words and answers that just grab me every day. And Ben just grabbed me when I asked him why black people go to magic shows. What do they want to see? And he said they want to see you contend with their skepticism. That's a deep and profound response. They want to see you contend with their skepticism because we don't believe much of nothing anyway. We've been black long enough to know. Right. We've been bamboozled and hoodwinked and run amok and led astray <laughs> enough to know that we can't trust much of anything. So when you go to a magic show, of all things, you want them to contend with your skepticism. So when we come forward, I want to ask Ice, this master magician, what it's like contending with the skepticism of black people at magic shows. You're listening to Kendrick, Ice McDonald, and Benjamin Barnes, and I'm glad about it right now on Tavis Smile. For all the freedom-loving folk, this is Tavis Smiley. I feel like freedom. Sounds different, huh? This is Tavis Smiley. Once upon a time, there was a fabulous princess named Brooke. 
who lived in a house of cards. She was very good with the cards. She knew how to deal and how to count. She even knew all of the cards' suits and values. One day, a mysterious wizard named Benjamin asked Princess Brooke to hold the cards in one hand as if she were going to deal them. Okay. The wizard explained, "If I am to perform the even more fair, fairest card trick in the world, it's important that you hold them to the cards and not me, because I am a card wizard. It could be doing some hocus pocus, which wouldn't be fair." That wouldn't be good. <laughs> uh, Benjamin, I, I I love your setup there. T tell me, tell me, tell me how important, how critical with black people in particular the setup is. You know, it is important. You know, the setup is where you cast spell, and the trick is where you illustrate. You know, that's the proof that the spell worked. Um, so you know, everybody needs the spell, inclu including black folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm looking at my social media, um, uh, Ice uh, Kendrick Ice McDonald, and I've got all these people sending me messages. Uh, I, I, see, I actually should be sending this to Ben. I want to get Ice's take on it. But Benjamin, I think I think you're going to get you're going to get bit. We were just talking about plagiarism the other day with the president of Harvard and everybody else now who's oh, talking yeah. about, about, about oh, yeah. plagiarism. But uh, at least you got it on record here. On, it's on the radio. We got it on tape and we got it on film right. that you are the one who said that that Negroes want you to contend with their skepticism. You said it first that black people want you to contend. You said it first, and I'm getting all kind of <laughs> messages. People are like, man, that's the line of the day, Tavis. That is yeah. a great line. That black folk <laughs> want you to contend with their skepticism. And when you think about it, and I ain't got time to give a speech right now, but, but as we said in the black church, that'll preach. That, that will preach. Because all across black life, that's what black people want. Yes. They want you to contend with their skepticism. Right. I tell folk all the time that there's a unique difference between skepticism. I said I wasn't going to preach. Here I am. <laughs> there's a unique difference between skepticism and cynicism. Something yeah. is wrong with our world when it becomes so cynical. Cynicism is a tricky thing, but skepticism is always healthy. And black people yeah. understand the difference between cynicism and skepticism. And that's what's allowed us to travel all these years through all that we've endured from uh, from, from slavery and segregation and Jim Crow and Jane Crow. It's making people contend with our skepticism. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. But Ice, you're the master magician. Tell me what you think when you process Benjamin's comment that black people want you to contend with their skepticism, even in magic. Absolutely. What happens sometimes when you're performing for the black audience, right. you have to get them. Because when you walk in, sometimes they're like, fool me. Fool me. Trick me. Show, show, show me, Negro. And, yeah. those are, and those are the ones that I, I select to work with. Right. Because I want, if you get them, you have everyone else. Can, can, can you feel that energy? You can feel it right away. That the, you can, yeah. feel, you well, can feel the skeptical energy from certain people. Black people show you. They, <laughs> <laughs> yep. they sit in the front That's row. With their arms crossed. In the front row with their arms crossed, leaning yeah, back, looking absolutely. at you. Absolutely. And so okay. we, we have to... Uh, and Ben included, we we tear the throat out of these guys because right. we once we get them, we got them. A friend of mine, um, he's in Atlanta, uh -huh. Eric Anderson. He's a he's a magician there. He was performing and he was killing them. And the guy in the front row was so amazed. In the middle of his show, he jumped up, turned to the audience, and said. I don't know about you guys, but I'm fooled like a mother. <laughs> of course, he didn't say. He yeah, said I got you. Too. I got you. I got but, you. And everybody just went crazy. So, right. Um, our goal, especially when there's someone that's skeptic, 
And right. people, by nature, are skeptical. Right. Uh, because they have never seen us. Mm-hmm. The most common statement they give us is, I've never seen a black magician before. Yeah. And so when they see us, the curtain opens. I want you to see my blackness for five minutes. The curtain's yeah. open, pretty pretty outfit, great, yeah. great uh, look, everything. After that, I'm going to rip your throat off with the magic. Yeah. And you're going to become a believer. Yeah. And so. Do, do, speaking of skepticism, uh, first you, Ice, and then you, you Benjamin. Um, okay. We talked earlier about the difference between black audience and white, white audiences. When you're at the Magic Castle, you know, a place around the country where you're doing your, your, your stuff, Ice, and you're in front of a, that curtain opens and they see a Negro walk out. Mm-hmm. They see a black man walk right. out. Do you feel anything? Can you sense anything from that from, the, from those audiences? I used to. Now they their expectation is right. there. Right. Uh, when Ben and I go there, it is we're, we're established performers, right, so sure. they're excited to see us. Right. But I, I had someone in the audience was listening to some white folks talk, right. and they was like, I don't know what it is, but he's so much better. Yeah. And, and so... I don't know about Ben, but I, I pray before I perform. Right. So yeah. what I do is when I'm performing, it's, it's people who are Christians recognize the anointing. Right. People who are not Christians know that there's something special about oh, this oh, artist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, and absolutely. so they're sitting in there going like, why is he so much better? Yeah. And my theory is when we were coming up, we always had to be three times better oh, yeah. than our counterpart. Still do. But the, the <laughs> audience yeah. recognizes the three times better. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So when they say in three times, this guy is that much better, it's because to our counterparts, we had to be there, but to right. them, they go. Yeah. So so may, maybe it's, you, you tell I don't want you, I was going to say maybe, I'm not going to say that, Benjamin. You tell me. I don't want to color your question. I don't want to color your answer. Not that, not that you need my help. But what I was saying earlier that black people always do our thing different than other folk do it. So whether it's fashion, whether it's music, whether it's black church, whatever it is, we right. just do it differently. And and when the spirit hits, to, to, to Isis's point, it just messes everybody up. It's like going to an Aretha Franklin concert back in the day, God rest her soul, going to an Aretha show. They came to see the hits. But in the middle of that show, Aretha's going to church. She would literally kick off them shoes, and Aretha would have church. And that's the part when the white people jump up and lose their minds because the Holy Ghost comes in that thing, and they don't know what to do with that, right? The spirit hits. So when you're, when you're a black magician and you're performing, give me a sense of the things that, and I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not asking just about you, Benjamin, and, and Ice, but just writ large, the kinds of flavor. Give me a sense of the kind of flavor, the kind of funk, the, the soul. What, what does that mean? How have, you, how have you all infused magic with whatever that is? You know, I think, you know, speaking from my experience as a, a black person, black people are very warm people you know we touch each other we you know if i went to your family's house and there was a celebration they would welcome me in that's because right. i'm with you that's like right. i was part of the family that's right that's how we are mm-hmm. so when we perform we relate to the audience in a different way you know once we're comfortable and they're comfortable the intimacy that we bring into that performance is very different. Right. You know, we refer to each other as like, what's up, bro? You know, mm-hmm. we make family wherever we go once we're comfortable and we feel safe in the space. Yeah. And I think the audiences respond to that in a way that you don't see with a lot of other magicians. And then we just have an energy that comes from the cosmos. I can't explain it. Yeah. But, you know, when we do our thing, there's a whole different spirit to it yeah. that um, 
just it's very you know moving. Yeah. Benjamin Barnes is just dropping bars today. All these bees. Benjamin Barnes is dropping bars. <laughs> you heard him. You heard him just say, "We make family wherever we go." Yeah. That's another good one. We make, and that's true for all of us, right? We black people make family. <laughs> wherever we go and these are members of my family yeah. uh kendrick ice mcdonald and Benjamin barnes more than when we come forward on tavis smiley from the Merck park with love, love this love. is tavis smiley ready to re-examine your assumptions and expand your inventory, expand of, ideas? Your inventory of ideas more of tavis smiley coming your way right now you will clearly see that the pack is in perfect order Bullying Penn and Teller was an out-of-body experience. I'm standing there in front of Penn and Teller, and they're trying to guess how I did my trick. There is something unusual about your suit coat pocket. And they're not getting it. I couldn't help myself. I said, you gentlemen are not even close. <laughs> and then, boom, Teller's handing me a trophy. It didn't even feel real. I've worked just as hard on tonight's effect Tried it out in front of audiences, tried it out on magicians. When I come on this show, there's no disgrace being taken down by two of the greats. But taking them down, that's a much better place to be. And and there you have it. Benjamin Barnes has uh, been on Penn & Teller a few times, but when you can fool Penn & Teller, then you you know you're onto something. Uh, ben, uh, I'm watching my clock here. i got a few more things I want to get to, but since uh, we were talking about you being on Penn & Teller, um, I know you've got some dates. Uh, I want black folk uh, who have not seen these master black magicians to see them. I'm going to give uh, uh, give Isis dates here in a moment, but uh, where, where can we see you in the coming weeks and months, sir? Every Tuesday night for the in the month of January, I'll be at the Chicago Magic Lounge, mm-hmm. and I'll be there uh, the 9th, which is tomorrow, the 16th, the 23rd, and the 30th. So if you're in and, Chicago, uh, if you're in Chicago, give so every Tuesday in this January. month, January, yeah, okay. Well, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're, yep. you're uh, great, great, great. I'm sorry, great. Oh no, no, that, that's it. No, that's okay. It. So if you're in Chicago or headed to Chicago or traveling to Chicago on business, um, every Tuesday uh, at the, uh, the Chicago Magic Lounge, uh, Ben will be there this month every Tuesday. That's a good excuse for me to go to Chicago between now and the end of the month on a Tuesday to see Benjamin do his thing. If you're in Los Angeles or coming to Los Angeles anytime uh, soon, uh, specifically the week of March the 11th through the 17th, you can catch Kendrick Ice McDonald, this master magician, at the Magic Castle. I just mentioned that I was there not too, too long ago and just was amazed, um, but I'm going to have to go back because I, I have not seen Ice do his thing, and I want to see this Ice, Ice, baby. I want to see you do your thing. March the 11th through the 17th at the Magic Castle. He will be uh, in L.A. if you can get in. Right, right. <laughs> if you can get in. The Magic Castle, he needs to get in. If you can get in, uh, he will be here for those dates in March 11th through 17th. I'm watching my clock here. Right quick, Ice, I know you did a doc. <laughs> documentary about black magicians right is it available now on uh, on uh, streaming somewhere now yeah the documentary is uh, quiet masters the history and relevance of the black magical artist and we put it on the streaming prime uh, direct and then we took it off and put it on um, amazon where you can rent Mm -hmm. because we wanted to make sure that everyone had the availability of going there and you didn't have to have a membership you can rent it i think you can rent it for a couple of days and look at it talks about the history all the way down from the you know people don't know the first 
uh, American professional magician was a black man. Mm. And so that was back in the 1700s. And so it talks all about that. It talks about the sundown towns where magicians could perform there, but they couldn't stay there throughout the night. So it's it's very um, informative. It's Amazon Prime. You can find it. Give the name again once. Quiet Masters, The History and Relevance of the Black Magical Artist. It's on Amazon Prime, even as we speak. Our remaining moments with Benjamin Barnes and Kendrick Ice McDonald when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. Unapologetically progressive. progressive. Unapologetically black. Black, black, black. You're tapped into Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. Smiley. Who do you trust to get at the truth? Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. That's who. The conversation continues right now. Benjamin Barnes, what is, I got about four minutes left here in this conversation, uh, in that hour, uh, as uh, I said, it goes so fast. I said, yeah, I told you that an hour ago, man. It was going to go fast. <laughs> but anyway, in the four minutes I have left, a couple of quick exit questions. Um, for you, Benjamin Barnes, what is the best thing, what is the best thing about being a black magician? The best thing about being a black magician is being a recipient of the legacy of all those that came before and being the one to pass that on to those who are yet to come. Yeah. Yeah. I, I assume there must be a particular joy. This is true for all black performers. Um, I, I tell people all the time, if I could sing, y'all couldn't tell me nothing. If I could get on stage <laughs> and just rock, rock, rock a stadium full of people and see the joy on their faces, uh, you, you couldn't tell me nothing. So I, I assume there must be a particular joy, Benjamin, that comes along with being able to look at a crowd and you know you slayed it, you wooed them, um, you got oohs and ahs. That, that, that must be a pretty amazing feeling every night. It is an amazing feeling, and the most amazing part about it is that you've given people that experience, and they don't get that any other place but magic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Last word to you, Kendrick Ice McDonald. What is the best part about being a black magician? I think looking at the the audience and see the imagination swirling over their head, I call it taking them back to their childhood, mm. the moment that they first got that awe. Mm-hmm. And... You can see it in their eyes if you pay attention. It's that joy they have, and that's what makes it reciprocal because I was a part of giving them that feeling. Yeah. And as um, as we go through history, we kind of transfer that on to the next generation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume um, that uh, – um, I don't, I don't, let me not assume. Um, it's one thing to have been bitten – by the magic bug when you were a kid and got that first magic mm-hmm. kit. Um, but did you ever imagine that your life would turn out this way? I'm thinking of the movie Broadcast News. There's a line in that movie uh, that says, what do you do when your life exceeds your dreams? What do you do when your life exceeds your dreams? It sounds to me like for both you and Benjamin Ice, your life has exceeded even your own dreams. Right. I've In this magic yeah. business, I've been able to make history and, and make... Uh, the fame is crazy, so my thing is my name will live longer than my life. Mm-hmm. And that was important to me uh, as far as my career. Yeah. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. Benjamin, I can confess to you now, uh, Ice is here in the studio, so I told him this when he walked in. And I don't often do this. I don't know what made me do it. But, again, we're family, so I can I can be open and honest. I said to him, yeah. when my producers and I were talking about doing this hour, I was I was skeptical. <laughs> there, there, there's that word contending with skepticism. They they had my producers had to contend with my skepticism because I wasn't sure I wasn't sure that I could make sense out of an hour 
talking about black magic, uh, even with black magicians. I said, they can't do no tricks. Can't nobody see it. Well, we, we actually, I, you could have done some tricks and people, people are watching right now. They could have seen it. I said, but it's not television like my TV show. So I, I said, how am I going to really bring this thing to life? And I don't know that I can make the conversation as rich as I want it to be. And I always want, my job is always to put my guest in their best light. I said, I don't know if I can put Benjamin and Ice in their best light. Uh, and how, how, how wrong was I? This hour has turned out to be absolutely richer than I even thought it could be. I've enjoyed it immensely. Uh, so much so that we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Uh, until then, yeah. Benjamin Barnes, uh, enjoy every Tuesday night uh, at the Chicago Magic Lounge in the month of January. And I look forward to seeing you, Kendrick Ice McDonald, when you uh, are here in L.A. Uh, at the Magic Castle, March 11th through the 17th. Uh, and uh, I, again, I thank you both for this, this wonderful hour. It was it was rich. And um, I wish you all the best this year, both of you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Good to have you on.